What is going on, y'all? Welcome. Wait, you're you're too early. Okay, anyways, <laughs> what is up, y'all? Welcome to What Matters to a Leaf, the podcast where I literally talk about what matters to me, and we have a spe- I have a special episode for you because this is not going to be just any other random episode like before where I just talk about gratitude and all that bullshit. But hey, it's not <laughs> bullshit, okay? <laughs> uh, I have a guest with me today. Uh, I'm going to be starting a new series, at least if it goes well, I'll continue it. But it's going to be called uh, Fix My Life. (laughs) And what happens in this series is I'm going to bring on a guest. In this case, it is my friend, (coughs) Shannon. And uh, yeah, and basically, uh, we're going to answer relationship questions and then fix your relationship. So before this episode, I probably sent out like an Instagram story or something asking for questions. I got a bunch and me and Shannon are going to be fixing your freaking relationships. So, Shannon, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Let's just pretend like we actually have know how to fix other people's relationships. Yeah, so yeah. we're going to be, we're total therapists here, and we're certified <laughs> therapists. And uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, hopefully, anything. we don't fuck up your relationship. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to basically answer according to our past experiences and what we know. So just take this with a grain of salt, okay? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Are you nervous? You seem I'm a little al- nervous. I'm always nervous. <laughs> okay, are you ready for your first question, Shannon? Or yes. the, for our first question, I must say? Let's do it. Okay, first question is, it's a big one, okay? It's a big it one. is, how do I get out of being single? <gasps> Ooh. Ooh, how do you get out of being single? Single life, friends of all that <laughs> well, stuff. in a very uh, funny way. I feel like how a lot of my friends get out of being single is just dating apps. Dating apps are a big thing nowadays. That's how usually people get out of being single. Because I don't think there's any other old-fashioned way or like a straight answer to do it. I feel like dating apps is the key, honestly. <laughs> that's how so many people I know do Millennials. it. Millennials, yeah. That's just how the dating culture is. So like, have you ever yeah. taken someone out for coffee? Well, <laughs> did I ever take? No, I don't think I have. And honestly, okay, I've never used dating apps before, but like I do know a lot about them because, like I said, a lot of people around me use them very, okay. very much. So, so how, how did you get into relationships? Um, honestly, how, how I get into relationships, they yeah. usually just happen. Okay, but so especially when I least expect it. Like, so I don't how? Think, tell me how. Like, what what, what generally happens? I don't think I have like a key game plan. Like, sometimes. Usually it's someone who I vibe really well with or like friends. I feel like a lot of times my relationship starts with friendship because I'm like, oh, I actually do enjoy spending a lot of time with this person and it slowly develops to something more. But yeah, that's basically how Would you Would you date your best friend? Hmm. Quiet. Hmm. Oh, since you said it starts from a friendship, would okay. you... Best friends usually have this extra... You already know each other so well. So I feel like if you can jump that extra line going from friendship to relationship, <laughs> I feel like okay, So how awesome. do you jump that line without being awkward? I don't know, dude. I feel like you just have you're to go You're supposed to get drunk flow. and make out, right? No, <laughs> think about it. No, yeah, think about it. So when you're sober and you're best friends, right? This uh-huh. weird... Okay, maybe not best friends. Let's say you're friends, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, this is like... There might be like a weird boundary thing going on. Like, you know, it's just, it's just like you don't see them as that kind of thing. But hey, when you're drunk, like think about it, your your synapses in your brain are covered up, and all that weirdness goes away. And then- but I, feel like not- <laughs> oh, I don't really agree. Okay, we, we don't condone, <laughs> but I don't agree with that because I feel like it's worked for me, man. It didn't. I mean, 
<laughs> and it, well, I was revealing so much. Okay. <laughs> I forgot I have to reveal shit. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I didn't plan for that. Anyways, going on to my next question, okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question is, I don't like my boyfriend's small habits, Ooh. and they really get to me and irk me. What do I do to t- make him stop? What kind of small habits are we talking about? I don't know. About? They didn't define, but let's just say, you know, you leave your shaving leftovers <laughs> on the sink and you don't wash it. Or uh, you yeah. leave your dishes on the sink or you don't, I don't, I don't know, small things like that. Oh, how, do okay. you, how, do you, how do you fix that? I feel like definitely communication is key. That's how I fix a lot of things, honestly. It's just basically alerting the person about something before you actually explode about it, you know? Because I realize that sometimes the person might not actually know that whatever they're doing is irking someone else. So I feel like that has to come across as like, hey, would you, do you mind not like, yeah. But my favorite like template of approaching that situation is usually, hey, I love you, but, and then you reveal what you kind of want the person to change or do differently. Yeah. 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 I think mm-hmm. communication is key. Communication is definitely. Communication key. is key. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, because I feel like you can't explore <laughs> or something before you actually let the person know that it's a problem, you know? Like, I don't think that's fair. Yeah. So address yeah. it earlier than address later, right? Address it early. Communicate. Don't blame. Just say, hey, John, I, I really appreciate you. I noticed you do this. When you do this, it makes me feel like. Piece of shit or something. Well, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then you know, politely ask him to stop. And if he doesn't stop, give him consequences. Yo, this is the third time I to say this, but because of that, you're not getting anything tonight. So just know, and then just go to sleep, give it cold children and all that stuff, right? Right, you right, like right, right, I, right. Okay, no, right. <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Anyways, going into the next question here. And remember, we're not certified, so whatever you say goes. Just take it with a grain of salt. No, okay. just do it. Actually, do it. So yeah. if you're dating a guy named John, go give him a cold shoulder tonight and don't no. sleep next to him, okay? Screw John. Okay, I'm, I'm a big person <laughs> who is very much against cold shoulders because I've seen how like cold shoulders play out in relationships. It's never great. It just hurts it even more because you don't communicate. So do, do anything but that, okay? Yeah. Go give John a big hug tonight. Yeah. Okay, anyways, going to the next question. Uh, next question is, my partner won't open up to me. What do I do? Ooh, great question. Great question indeed. How do you make someone open up to you without coming off as too forceful? But you want to respect their boundaries. But you know that you, they, you want them to open up. There's just like a cold, mm-hmm. hard shell around their aura that, that they're not willing to crack open for you. Crack open. Yeah. How do you make them crack and then just slip inside and feel their aura? <laughs> just getting way too sexual. <laughs> oh, my God. My friends are going to listen to this. My, my parents probably. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Um, okay, so how do you get someone to open up to you? Okay? I apologize for that. I, I, I think, okay, let me go first on this. So in order to get someone to open up to you, what I think that needs to be done is it's it's a, it's going to be a slow progress mm-hmm. to getting there eventually, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not just, a, just like get a sledgehammer and hit them and crack that shell wide open right away in the first attempt. No, it's going to be like a little knock. Hey, you okay? Cool, I just want to make sure. <laughs> hey, I noticed this. Hey, and then three months later... So, you know, it's been a while. Hey, I just want you to know I'm supporting you no matter what we do. I value us a lot. 
And because of that, you know, I really appreciate you opening up. And how can I help you open up? You know, how can I support you going through this? Wow. So it would be a gradual process, right? Wow, that's the first. That's the first great advice you gave. Hmm. I know I should be a relationship coach. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like it's sometimes hard in a relationship where two people open up in like different levels. Because I know some people are more of an open book, and some people don't really like talking about their problems very much. So you gotta really gauge the other person's like how comfortable they are and. Just know that usually in a relationship, the more comfortable you get, the more things you will learn about that person. So I would say, yeah, give it time. Let give it time. Warm up See, to give yeah. it time. Don't get a sledgehammer and crack that egg open. Yeah. But also show that it's you a care. Knock. Yeah, but also show that you care. care because I feel like if you never showed any interest, like you really never showed any interest, why would that person ever tell you anything? Yeah. Yeah. So show interest, care, mm-hmm. be in the long term, slowly but surely, they will crack their open egg open. <laughs> oh bad. my god. <laughs> no more eggs open. Okay. okay. Next question. Um, I am currently in a long distance relationship, but I find it very, very hard to be in a long distance relationship. Should I break up or keep going? Mm. What a hard, hard question. To I would just like I'm to say stressed. I have like deep personal experience with this so oh really I would consider myself a little bit of a pro oh really <laughs> oh my god yeah. i did not know that at all <laughs> holy crap we have a pro so shannon why don't you tell us a little bit about maybe not the relationship and who the guy was and all that stuff no, of course <laughs> not. Wait, what? tell us yeah. your advice how do you survive a long distance relationship it's definitely hard like it's it's very oh hard. really i thought it was pretty easy <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it's really hard because um yeah, previously I was in a I was in a two-year relationship, but one year one year of that two years is actually long distance. Yeah. And it was pretty hard. A lot of like video calling. That was a really big part. How do you know not to break up? How do you how do you call it quits at some point? Mm, I feel like you call it quits when you feel like you can't do it anymore. It's it's a very bad thing to say, I know, but is it worth it? Long distance relationships. Okay, I would just like to say I believe that long distance relationships can only achieve success if you have an end goal in mind. So let's say, and the end goal cannot be like after ten years we're gonna like meet at Paris or something like that. That is like not a realistic <laughs> end goal. But I feel like if your end goal is like okay, we're gonna do long distance for six months, let's say. And then after six months, we're going to like, let's say, move in together or we're going to be in the same city for the rest of our lives or whatever. That, I believe, can be done. But if your goal is like, oh, I'm going to like see you in the next three years, that I feel like it's kind of tough because that was the situation I was in. So I feel like how you know to call it quits is when you can't do, you just can't do it anymore because you miss the person a lot, obviously. But I feel like, long distance relationships are an extra level of commitment it's not just normal where you see each other like once a week or more or you just drive to each other whenever it's more of like the commitment of like figuring out time zones actually calling each other every day um trying to like keep conversations and like you basically need to talk a lot because there's no physical yeah. touch that you can really mm. well there, there are apps that try to okay. design oh, it, but, oh there's know. apps for that because yeah. Oh well, uh, it's kind of cheesy though. But I tried. What do you like, do? Like it's like if you, let's say if that person, okay, that person is in Australia, or whatever. So if the person taps on the screen, your screen vibrates. So you're like, wow. Oh my god, there's yeah, apps like that. Yeah, oh, I know. It's like it sounds really sad, oh, but did it's you like, try it. I tried it. Did actually. it work? Did it help? 
No, I feel like we try. I tried it in the part where I felt like our relationship was like. It's so cool. bad to a point. Hey, let's let's yeah. get a vibrating phone app to rekindle our relationship. Hey, they have a, a watch. And then you, right you feel your <laughs> you feel your phone vibrating. Oh, he touched my hand. Oh my god. Hey, oh like my god. it's the like, same as wrapping your fingers around mine. When oh. you're that far away from each other, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, you like sometimes do. you just if you if you really want to come, like you really have to know that you want to commit to this and you're in for it you know because you can't half-ass it like it's going to be pretty terrible so be actually. intentional going with the goal yeah, going with the goal you'll feel it when you're ready to quit yeah when you're ready to drop that skype session just hang up and it's like <laughs> we are done. done no i feel like how you know to quit is when it all becomes a routine like you call that person just because you have to call that person or like you just say the same things and it all becomes just like a routine rather than something that you are really looking forward to do yeah because i feel like it should like by that time it's time to call it quits y'all call it quits yeah. man. call it so, quits it's hard but to whoever who is in a long distance relationship i wish you all the luck in the world i hope it i wish you all the luck too ah. no he doesn't mean it <laughs> <laughs> no, I hope your relationship crumbles. No, I'm joking. Wow. <laughs> I'm just joking. I love having my own podcast. I can say whatever I want. Cool. That is survival to survive a long distance relationship. Just to summarize, have a clear goal in mind. Be very intentional with what you do. You gotta rekindle the spark, whether that's an app that vibrates when you touch it, whatever it may be. And you know, you will feel and know when to call it quits. And I just want to say, and a lot, a lot, a lot of trust. Obviously, a lot of trust. You have to. Yeah, just let the person know what's up with your life because you don't want them to be like, like distance but emotional, emotionally distant also. So to keep them like updated, but also have a lot of trust because you're not there to really do stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question: How do I know when my partner's cheating? Ooh, 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 this ooh, one's hot. Ooh, this is the ooh cheating. Am I an expert? No, I'm 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 not a cheater. Okay, well, listen, yeah. I am not a cheater. But I have been in a similar situation mm-hmm. being on the receiving end. So oh uh, uh, listen to this. Oh uh. I hope you don't. <laughs> okay, how do you how do you how do you know when you someone's cheating? Okay, come so common symptoms, signals that you should you'll notice. First, they're very avoidant for some weird, strange reason. You want to hang out? They say, oh, sorry, I'm busy. You ask them why. They say, oh, you know, my t- favorite TV show's on. What? Really? What? Or, okay, no, that's not what yeah, I'm like- this particular person did to me. But, like, you know, they, they, when you ask them where they're going, what they're up to, there's, like, this sort of avoidance. They're trying to dodge your question. They're trying to make stuff up. They're, they're, they're up to some sketchy stuff. They're up to something, man. Um, second, they start losing interest in you and... Yes, yeah, they just lose interest in you, man. Like, it's just, yeah. If you just feel like something is off and they're being distanced and you are you don't feel like they're feeling it just as you are, then you know there's a red flag that's coming up. And, mm. yeah, so just be wary. I heard stuff about, like, people who cheat usually protect their phone a lot more. Like, I heard, I don't oh, know. Do yeah, like, I heard something about, like, if you see your partner 
more protective of their phone and they always carry it with them and like instead of leaving it around or anything makes sense they're hiding right. something they're hiding so look at the phone every time okay <laughs> when they leave grab their phone okay no. <laughs> you know what this guy did once i oh my god you want to okay so here's a here's a cool story okay uh this youtuber said the story uh-huh. he was really paranoid that his partner was cheating on him oh. so when she was gone he grabbed her phone um, and then he grabbed his phone, he recorded the f- screen of the girlfriend's camera with his own oh. phone and literally scrolled through all the texts as fast as he could. As fast as he could, he would just oh scroll God. through all the texts in like literally a minute while the girlfriend was gone. And when, then, you know, obviously he put the phone back and then when he was on his own, he went on his own camera because he recorded the whole mm-hmm. thing and he mm-hmm. slow zoom, he uh, slowed down the whole video in half the speed so he can read all the texts and okay, he found out that he's I cheating. I really don't condone that. I just feel like if you have to do that in your relationship, get out of that relationship, it's not healthy anymore. Yeah, it's probably you thing more than their petty. thing. Like, if you have yeah, to do that, that's level. so tiring. It's but I was level. wondering, like, since we're on the topic of, like, cheating and everything, um, what if you get cheated on? Like, how do you properly cope with that? Oh, that, that's like another podcast episode, man. Mm, oh. oh. Okay, that yeah. was a good question. Yeah, and I, I've, I, I've been there, so yeah, I've so gone good. through it, and like, wow, we're revealing a lot. Oh my god, I didn't wow, expect. What did you expect? I thought we were gonna get no, rice. No, it was good. Okay, yeah. so if you are getting cheated on and you're going through the motions, mm. first, let me. If for those who have never been cheated on, this is how it generally feels, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so first time when you find out, you'll probably be like, eh, it's probably like this. This doesn't happen to me. Ah, this this, this stuff that happens so it's on like denial. Yeah, almost denial. Like, this oh. only happens on TV. This only happens on Jerry Springer. This is not gonna happen <laughs> to me, right? And then right at night when you wake up the next morning, you're gonna f- well, he's like I feel it. It's, it feels like oh my god, and then. You think about all the good times you had with them for years and years and all the special moments you had with them and you start to realize, wow, they were two-facing me the whole time. They were never real with me in that moment. Everything you've ever had with the person kind of just gets devalued. Like, it's nothing. They were lying the whole time and it's sharp pain through through your heart, through your stomach. And, like, there's waves of intense incredible rage where you just want to cuss them off and you know like eat like it's bad like you get horrible rage then there's like waves of just intense sadness where you know you're trying to work on an essay and all of a sudden you start breaking down and crying like the, the roller coaster is intense and then and then there are moments where it feels like you're having a crazy anxiety attack because with every breath you take, the world is caving inside you and you're stuck in this wow. like consciousness that you just want to click escape and just get out of, but everything's caving in. So you have to like run outside or something and just like breathe and calm yourself down. Wow. It puts you through a lot. And That's you know, intense. the biggest thing I kind of learned was uh, don't be so hard on yourself if you mm. fall back to the person. So that means, because when you're getting cheated on, it's a lot of pain, but when you're back with the person, the pain gets numbed down a little bit more, so it's more tolerable. So that's why you kind of see people who get cheated on. Obviously, they know to like kind of leave, but you 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 tend to notice that they go they go back for a bit, right? They go back for like a bit or maybe even long term. It's because being with them numbs the pain down a little less. So, but I used to beat myself up for that. But one of my friends said, "Hey, that is totally natural. Don't be so hard on yourself." And that was like the best advice I ever had through the process. Wow. Yeah, and through the whole thing, you kind of have to be your own best friend. So literally, self care is going to be important. For example, uh, let's say you're studying and uh, you 
feel this intense rage, right? Like, and there's no one around you to talk to. Your friends are busy. You literally got to take care of yourself. So if that means like talking to yourself, because that's what personally I've done, like talking to, to myself, like, uh, hey, Leaf, you feel rage. Okay, what do you want to do? Yeah, I want to punch something. Okay, cool. Uh, I, let me go see that cushion over there. Just punch it. Okay, it go, like you, you literally got to take care of yourself. Be your best friend. Wow. Yeah, high level. That's my friend. That's intense, dude. Yeah, wow. it was, yeah, it was a long time ago. I'm though, so sorry so you I'm had good. to go through that. No, it's okay. It's okay. Wow. Oh, I'm revealing too much here. No, okay. But it's a podcast. People get personal on a podcast. It's totally okay. No, I, I just didn't realize my uncle's going to listen to this and oh. and my mom, maybe. And Okay, anyways. <laughs> going into my next question. Our next question we got. Okay. Uh, my partner won't laugh at my jokes. What do I do? <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, that's so hurtful when they don't laugh at your jokes. It really is, honestly. <laughs> because I like, I would like to believe that I'm a funny person. So when I don't get like, when my audience doesn't laugh at my joke, it gets a little hurtful. But I feel like it's important. Uh, if it's important to you to find someone with a sa- same sense of humor, yeah, find that. Yeah, I feel like that's actually really important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. La- yeah. Laughter is so important. Um. I think that's like one of the biggest compatible factor in a relationship, you know, if you guys have the same taste of funniness, that yeah. is key, right? Yeah, because I've had I've had experiences where the person just doesn't find me funny and they yeah. roll their eyes every time like I drop a really lame or corny joke. Like I know it's lame, but it's just my kind of sense of humor. So I realized that like I used to feel like, oh, Maybe, yeah, like, I, I would internalize it a lot and be like, yeah, I'm lame, my jokes suck. But after that, you just realize, nah, man, it's not my jokes, it's not me. It's just maybe that person just is not compatible in yeah. terms of sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, I think funniness is is the number one thing I look for in relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, like that sense of, common sense of humility, hum- humili- not humility. What humor. 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 <laughs> Humility. I mean, common sense of humility is good. That's true, yeah. yeah. But I agree. I feel like sense of humor is a really key factor because I, I can imagine how, like, if someone doesn't say, share the same sense of humor as you, you can find your jokes to be kind of annoying at one point. Well, I can kind of get that. Like, I, I can see where that's coming yeah. from. So, yeah. Um, well, I think it goes back to, like, is a uh, sense of humor important to you in a relationship? Like, if, if it is important to you, then you yeah. might have to consider things. If it's not important to you and it's yeah, whatever, yeah, then whatever. Yeah. yeah. So whatever your values and what you value is important, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, one last question. I think we're done. Okay. Okay. I'm bored of my partner. Do I just move on? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this probably comes up in a, a lot of long-term relationships. Yeah, for like two years you're bored. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I, I get that though. Yeah. But so, my, my thing is, I, th- I feel like every relationship, no matter how good it might seem, every relationship will get quote unquote boring or quote unquote dull. Yeah. And at that point, you literally have to proactively make it fun. Like, you literally have to pull up your best self and just be <laughs> fun. Like, you literally have to force the fun. <laughs> Not like first when it's like honeymoon and you're curious and you're like, oh my yeah. God, I'm going to be getting someone. No, you gotta like literally for like, Go have date nights and take initiative. I feel like that's take very... initiative. <laughs> what I feel like that's that's the key, honestly. But um, I feel like 
in relationships nowadays, people tend to have this way of viewing it when something gets bad or something gets boring or something gets like not fun anymore, people just throw it away. I think that's how like our generation views a lot of relationships. That's why a lot of personally that's why I think a lot of relationships don't last. It's because why when something bad happens instead of sticking through and fixing it, you just kinda dump it. So well, in a long-term relationship, things are going to get a little low at some point because once you move out of the honeymoon stage, things are going to shift. And that shift is big. But I would just like to emphasize that, like, um, how do you say it? That, that whole loving, like, the whole loving part of the relationship and also, like, affection and being there for each other, that should not just be in the honeymoon stage. And once you leave out of that, you cannot just abandon all that. Like, you shouldn't just have only just be there for your partner only during the honeymoon times like that is like through thick and thin if you want to be in a long-term relationship yeah, when things exactly. get low you need to you either stick through it or you gotta force it high force it high yeah yeah you're yeah. bored relationship you gotta force it to be fun but i also think it's whether um it's also whether you think that it, the person is worth it if the person is worth it everything's yeah. worth it and you know what relationships require work it's not Definitely. just chilling you oh don't just chill. it just <laughs> it requires just work yeah so like i don't if think it's boring you gotta put in work i feel like that's one of those things no one told me until i really became an adult and tried to figure it out because everyone just paints this like really happy oh once you're together the birds are going to sing the sky is blue everything is great but Nah, man, it's hard work. It's really hard. Hard work. work. It's like a job. It's like a jo- okay. If your relationship feels like a job, I okay. Maybe that's not a job. Maybe yeah. it's a good job. But yeah, sick. Like- that is the last question. Mm-hmm. Any closing remarks? Um. Well, I hope I hope anyone who is <laughs> listening stay happy. If you stay happy, man. Yeah, stay happy. I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're looking for a relationship or trying to get into one, I wish you all the best. Find someone who love and tre- loves and treasures you. And yeah, if you're in a relationship, sometimes you got to work through things. And everything will be okay. I feel like that's my closing remark. Everything, everything will, be will be okay, y'all. Cool. And that is how we're going to end this episode. Thanks, y'all, for listening. And hey, if you enjoy this and if you want us to keep doing more of these episodes and talking about dang vulnerable stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to come back again, let Alif know. Let me know. Message me, DM me, Facebook message me, email me at alifhawk95 at gmail.com. <laughs> Whatever it is, just let me know if you like Don't this, okay? to like uh, and subscribe. There we go. Like and subscribe to my podcast, guys. Anyways, thanks a lot for listening. You guys take care. Love you all. Peace.